Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. I'm back, I'm alive. Thank you very much for all the messages during the last week saying, where the hell are you? I had been away, as some of you probably should have known from watching my videos in the build-up to Christmas, that I was heading away, but I am now back and ready for a big feast of festive football starting tonight at the Emirates. Arsenal versus West Ham. Arsenal with a chance, of course, to go back to the top of the table. I hope you all had really good Christmases wherever you are watching or listening to this around the world. I hope those of you who, like me, went away with a couple of small children are feeling a little bit more bright and alert than I perhaps am this morning. Um, honestly, the days of going away on holiday and coming back feeling refreshed are uh, long gone thanks to uh, <laughs> the joys of two young children. But I did have a very good time nonetheless, and I had a good Christmas. So thank you to all, again, all the messages I've got. Wishing me the best at this time of year. Really do appreciate it. And to those who I saw while I was away, who came up and said hello, who saw me while I was out and about, thank you for coming up and saying hello. And I hope you had a good time as well, just like I did. But of course, football continues to be a huge thing at this time of year. It's the tradition, isn't it, in England? Football pretty much every single day we've been entertained for a while, I did catch the Liverpool game while I was away. Decent result, I think, for Arsenal. Um, really good game. Decent result. Could have gone either way. I think Arsenal, <laughs> certainly a little bit fortunate in a way um, to come away with a draw. But I don't think Liverpool really deserved the win. They probably had the well, they had the one great chance in the second half to win it, of course, with that breakaway. But it came from an Arsenal mistake. It didn't come from like, Liverpool producing some excellent football. It was two Arsenal players basically kicking each other and falling over, which allowed a four-on-one situation, which fortunately um, Liverpool didn't take advantage of. Um, but that was the big chance in the second half for the either side to go on and win it. It went Arsenal's way. It hit the bar. And I think a draw was a good result. I think you could see that with Mikel Arteta afterwards, how happy he was with that point. And the performance, I think, 
as well. You know, there's so many times that Arsenal have been to Anfield, even last season, you think of that second half, it was like the Alamo times when it was just Liverpool attack, attack and Arsenal somehow protecting their goal or Liverpool missing chances and missing a penalty and all that. It wasn't like that at its time. It was as we've seen with Arsenal this season. They really didn't give barely anything away. And I think the stats at the end of it showed with Liverpool's XG it was the first time it was below one at Anfield for years, I think. And that kind of just is the way Arsenal play now. They're very, very difficult to break down. And as I said, the one big chance they did have was an Arsenal state. Arsenal got very, very lucky with the penalty. I I have no idea how that's not handball by the way. Guard. I mean, it's a, just a, a penalty all day long. If that happens at the other end, you're screaming for a handball. Arsenal are very, very lucky. I don't get how that... You look at last night's game, Manchester City versus Everton, and you look at the penalty that Manchester City awarded, and you look at that, and then you look at what Martin Odegaard did and think, how did Odegaard get away with that? And how did Man City get a penalty for what happened with Anana yesterday in the Everton game? And it's just the whole handball, as Sean Dyche was talking about after last night's game, it's just mad. No one has a clue. It just feels like everyone's making it up on the spot and applying different rules to different situations. It's just totally bizarre. But I think Arsenal can certainly count themselves very, very lucky that they didn't give a, give a, have a penalty awarded against them in that one. But look, 1-1, good draw, and it takes them into tonight's game in, I think, pretty buoyant mood. I think you could see, certainly on the coaching staff, the players looked a little bit disappointed not to have gone on and won that game at Anfield, which you can kind of understand when you're in it and you're playing it. But I think, you know, Mikel Arteta on the touchline, the way that game panned out, and I can understand why he was pleased with the result. And it keeps Arsenal's momentum going. And now this is a really big game. Man City uh, sort of bounced back, found a bit of form yesterday with that second-half comeback against Everton. Liverpool, of course, now top of the table going into this one. So Arsenal need to respond. They need to pick up a result here. They are at home against a good West Ham side who are in decent form, have picked up some good results of late. have beaten Man United last time out, of course, beaten Spurs recently. Um, and there will be no pushovers. We know that at West Ham. They're a decent team now under David Moyes. They have been for the last couple of years with their results. So Arsenal are going to have to play very, very well. They're going to have to be more efficient in and around the final third than they have been perhaps in recent games. But it's a game you look at. If Arsenal go there and play well, even with the players they've got out at the moment, that they can go, they can get this one done against West Ham. And it is really important. I mean, every game is important. When you're in the position that Arsenal are now, when you're chasing what Arsenal are chasing, You've just got to win your home games. Absolutely got to win all your home games, pretty much all of your home games anyway, and then see what you can get on the road. And um, it's uh, it's just a really big game. Of course, it's a game that sees Declan Rice come up against his side. Not for the first time. He did it in the League Cup when he came on in the second half in that League Cup game. But I think this is the first serious game, the first Premier League meeting that Arsenal have had with West Ham since Declan Rice's move over there. I think we know what sort of reception he's probably going to get from the West Ham fans. But he'll be ready for that. He he experienced it in the game at London Stadium. Although saying that, it was very, very mixed. And probably, although you hear the boos more, I think there were more people cheering and applauding Declan Rice than they were booing in that game. So maybe it'll be very, very similar this time around at the Emirates. But um, uh, yeah, he'll certainly be keen to prove a point. It'll be interesting to see where Declan Rice plays today in what sort of position. We'll talk about that when I do my predicted eleven a little bit later on in the show. But Mikel Arteta knows how big a game this is going to be today. He's missing a couple of players. Kai Havertz, of course, with that yellow card he picked up against Liverpool. He is banned. Here's what Mikel was talking about yesterday in his press conference on the team news. He said nothing has changed. We have Kai's suspension, so we're a bit short. We still have a lot of players who are available to play. Then asked about Tommy Asu and uh, Party and whether they'll be available before their international tournaments that they have coming up. Tommy Asu, of course, with Japan in the Asia Cup. Party with the African Cup of Nations. 
with Garner and Mikel says there is a chance we'll see them before they go. Hopefully they can evolve in the right way. There is some talks between the clubs and the federations at the moment, um, which you can understand. The federation is going to be very keen to see what sort of fitness the players are in and how close they are to coming back. And Arsenal will be very, very keen not to just let their players go off to their international um, federations injured. So those talks are going on in terms of when potentially the players will be released or when they'll be able to go. If they'll be able to go, lots to be determined. But no sign yet of Thomas Party or um, to- Takiro Tomiyasu coming back. And that is a shame because certainly makes Arsenal weaker when you look at it. And the squad depth is a bit of an issue at the moment. The fact that so many players who are versatile, especially who offer you different things in different positions, are injured. That's not ideal. And it's something Arsenal will be desperately hoping to get some of these players back. And of course, the January transfer window is now about to open. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, but... Team selection-wise, in terms of today, that injury, uh, sorry, that suspension to Kai Havertz certainly represents a bit of a problem to Mikel. You know, he'd be starting, certainly he'd be starting. And it's like, what do you do in terms of who plays? Now, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the predicted 11 I've gone for for today. I've gone with Jorginho coming in as the number six role and Declan Rice moving further forward to fill in to that Kai Havertz role. That's what I think Mikel will probably do. I would like to see Emil Smith-Rowe play there. Again, as you all know, I'm a big fan of Emil. Um, And I kind of look at this situation. You're at home. Declan Rice has been so good at number six. Then do you really need to change it and bring in Jorginho? I think he probably will. He'll err on that side and maybe try and continue to beef up the team a little bit. But I would personally, I'd love to see Rice stay at six and give Emil Smith-Rowe a good you know, 60 minutes, 70 minutes in that Kai Havertz position to really try and cause West Ham problems to make Arsenal more of a threat going forward. Rice can play there. We know that. It'll, you know, it'll give as good as he possibly can there. But I'd much prefer Declan Rice playing in that number six role. And I would rather see a proper, more offensive player in that left eight role who can make a big difference. I think Emil Smith-Rowe can do that. I think he's looked bright in his little cameo since he's come back from injury. And it would be really good to see him get a start and really, you know, a long period of time to see what he can do in that position where he can really link up with Saka, Martinelli and Jesus. He can rotate and sort of float around with Martin Odegaard and um, in that in those two left eight roles. So that's hopefully why I see Trossard is, of course, another option who could play there. There are plenty of calling for Trossard to be starting instead of Gabriel Martinelli at the moment, who's been coming in for a fair bit of criticism of late, which I do feel is a little bit harsh. Um, but personally, I don't think Trossard will pl- come in for this one. I think Martinelli will, c- will continue to play on the left-hand side. And um, if Trossard does play, it could be in that eight. But this is what I'm going for in the predicted 11. Going for Jorginho, Rice and Odegaard, even though I would like to see Emil Smith-Rowe. Um, just a, a quick one on this, actually. If you want to get involved in tomorrow's show, then at the end of tonight's game, I know it's going to be late, it's an 8.15 kickoff and everything like that, but come on here reply to this video with your thoughts on the game because I'd like to get some of your comments and involved tomorrow in terms of what you think of the game who played well who didn't play well you know who is your man and match all that sort of stuff and I'll sort of collate a few of them together and include them in tomorrow's reaction show to tonight's game so please do come back on here after the game tonight and give me your thoughts just by leaving a comment below to this video that you have watched today small details are big surfaces Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. 
so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, I was talking about Martinelli there, and Mikel was talked about him. It was quite a big talking point in yesterday's press conference. Well, obviously, Martinelli, I think he scored two goals in the Premier League this season. Um, he scored three, I think, in the Champions League already. I think I'm right on that. Um, been causing real problems in the Champions League. Hasn't quite happened for him in the Premier League. I saw he got a lot of criticism after the Liverpool game for people saying, oh, he's not getting his head up. You know, he did that against Aston Villa as well in the recent away game where maybe he didn't getting into good positions and he's not taking advantage of them. He's not finding a player. He's not, you know, he's taking an extra touch, all that sort of stuff. And he's coming in for a bit of a criticism, which I think, look, if you're playing for Arsenal, you're going to, you're always going to come in for criticism. I don't think Martinelli's been playing badly by any means this season. I think he's still been causing problems. I think the work he does for Arsenal is so unselfish and goes under the radar an awful lot, but he does need to, produce there's no doubt about that if you're playing in one of those front three positions for Arsenal you have to score goals especially when you're a team that relies on sharing the goal scoring burden around and if you're not scoring then you're gonna your position in the team is going to come under spotlight Martinelli will know that he's shown in the Champions League what he can do this season it just hasn't quite happened for him in the Premier League Mikel was speaking about him he was asked if he's got room for improvement he said we're working hard and practicing the situation that you face in the game as much as possible then I encourage him to do the same time and time again. He's one of the best at world to do that. I really do think he's right. You know, what Martinelli does, and he goes so under the radar, it's just he stretches the play so much. He creates so much space by just hugging that touchline continuously, dragging defenders out of position to have to cover him and just continually doing it over and over and over again when he would probably want to be more in the centre. You know, he's so unselfish. And um, I'm not sure how many other players in the world could do what Martinelli does in this Arsenal team and be so impactful with it. Um, it was then talked about why maybe he's having more, he's having a better time of things in the Champions League. So sometimes decision-making, sometimes hitting the post with a chance. These are the details and he's really trying. He's a massive threat for us with everything that he generates, not only with the ball, but without the ball as well. The pressure that he puts on the back line, he's a key player for us. Confidence is not a problem for Gabby. Sometimes the efficiency of putting the breakdown and lifting your head up and making that decision for everybody is the most difficult thing to do. Finding that composure and time in inside the box. Look, every forward needs to score goals. And when you're scoring goals, you feel better about yourself and you're doing things just a little bit more, you know, off the cuff type thing. When you're in, when you're struggling for goals a little bit, when your confidence is down, maybe you are taking that extra touch. You're thinking a little bit too much when you shouldn't be. You should be doing things more instinctively. And I think Gabriel Martinelli is a player who does things instinctively. So, you know, the fact that he has only scored a couple of goals this season in the Premier League, Probably no surprise that he is struggling a little bit for confidence, but I still think he's a fantastic player. I still think he causes so many teams problems. If you are a West Ham player and you look at the team sheet tonight and Gabriel Martinelli is not in it for Arsenal, you are all in that dressing room breathing a huge sigh of relief. I tell you what, if you're the right back, you are absolutely breathing a huge sigh of relief that you are not coming up against Gabriel Martinelli today. And I think that goes for the same for any team in the Premier League and any right back in the Premier League, even if he's not in the best of form, he's not scoring the amount of goals that he scored last season. 
no one really wants to be coming up against Gabriel Martinelli. And yes, there is room for improvement. Yes, there's definitely areas in the game that you can improve, but that's the same for every single player. And um, Gabriel Martinelli has got an awful lot of goodwill in the bank. And I think it's going to take an awful lot more than a couple of disappointing performances. And not even so much disappointing performances, but disappointing final third decision-making um, scenarios before his place in the team is really, really under threat. And I think whenever you see Trossard coming on, I love Leandro Trossard, but when he tries to play that role that Martinelli plays, he really does struggle because he's just much more of a player who likes to come inside and be in that central. And I think Trossard is far better in those central areas. And for me, Arsenal are a worse team when Gabriel Martinelli is not in the side. So I'd absolutely be continuing to start him right now. Okay, we are only a few days away from the January transfer window now. Mikel was speaking about it yesterday. Um, you know, before I went away, I was talking about the window and how it's shaping up to be a fairly difficult one for Arsenal and how, you know, the priorities, although so many of you want a striker and I can understand that, the priority is certainly not actually going to be a striker. It's going to be more in the defence stroke midfield um, department if they can do anything. I'm not going to sit here right now and say they're not going to sign a striker because they can They always, the amount of times I've been surprised by Arsenal when we go into the transfer windows, but certainly the noises that we've been getting is that the, the priority areas are very much sort of defence and midfield, if they can do anything. But we know that FFP, they are sailing very close to the wind with that because of the money that they've spent in recent years. And the David Rye deal that we saw with Brentford was a big indicator of that at the end of the last transfer window. So it's not a foregone conclusion that Arsenal will be doing anything. We're all going to have to wait and see. Mikel has talked about it yesterday and having whether Arsenal do have plans in place. He says we have certain targets and ideas. If things happen, we don't know how the squad is going to be. And you have to be prepared for that. It's a very tricky market that shifts very quickly. And it's quite unpredictable as well. We will be prepared to try and make the right calls. He was then asked if he wanted the club to be active in the transfer window. He said, if there's something we can improve in the squad and need something that we can't fulfill with the players that we have, then we are always going to be open to that because we want to be stronger. Look, Mikel Arteta is always going to want more players. He is always going to be banging on the door of Edu, the owners on the phone, saying, look, we need more players. If we want to win the title this year, we could do with this player. We could do with that player. Every manager's like that. They always want more. No doubt about it. No matter what they say publicly. But, you know, Arsenal, they're a really strong team, a really strong unit behind the scenes. Arteta, Edu, Richard Garlick, the owners, Vinay, everyone, they're working together. They all know the situation that Arsenal are in. And if they can do something, then they will. But if they can't do it, then they're not going to put anything at risk and cross any lines when it comes to doing it. So we're just going to have to wait and see with Arsenal. I think it's going to be an interesting window. I think it's going to be the same for a lot of clubs. Um in, uh, in and around things. We know January isn't always the easiest time to do anything, but I think when you look at the squad right now, how things are, the, thing, the situation with Thomas Partey and Tommy Asu as well, I think it's very, very clear that Arsenal do need a couple of reinforcements, even if that is just a short-term term sort of loan thing, loan deal to get them through to the end of the season just to provide the cover. I don't necessarily think they need anything starting 11-wise because when everyone's fit, I think they've got a really strong start in 11 that is very hard to get into right now. But I think they definitely need some cover because we know Timber's out for a long, long time still. Tommy Asu and Party, we're unsure of. Those sort of players, those players who are missing, big players who are missing, they need a little bit of cover. And at the moment, Arsenal are pretty short in that regard. So we'll have to wait and see. But that's what Mikel Arteta said yesterday about the upcoming transfer window. All right, that's it from me. Today, everyone, please do enjoy the rest of your day. If you're going to the game today, heard what Mikel Arteta said in his press conference yesterday, get the ground rocking. 
Hopefully we can create a really big atmosphere and Arsenal can go on and get the three points they need to go back to the top of the table. Whatever your thoughts on the game tonight, as I said, please do come back here after the game. Reply to this video in the comments section with your thoughts on the game. I'll collate some of them together to go through in tomorrow's reaction uh, episode as well. Have a very good day, everyone. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you.